G'day everyone and welcome to The Craft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears. We are back. Uh, many people have tuned in last week to our first episode. Unfortunately, we can't ep- uh, interview Warnie every single week uh, as much as we'd love to. Our social media team says the interactions were, were through the roof. They love Warnie. Uh, they don't love us, but whatever. The whole idea behind The Craft Doctors was more of a home league look. Uh, as well as having some craft beers. So this week we are more into the home league as we approach our buys. Uh, is a redraft super coach league with 10 teams in it. And uh, oh, oh, to be honest, a lot's happened in our home league, apparently. Shit that I didn't even know about. But uh, by God, Jono, welcome. And and it's been a big few weeks for you. Has been a big few weeks. Uh, about a week ago, I infused the uh, power of the baby swag from the Castle Grayskull and absolutely destroyed all my opponents that I matched up on the weekend. And I will continue that power all the way through to finals glory. Yeah, look, the the power of the baby swag is uh, for for those who aren't familiar with the draft doctors, and if you're not, it's a it's a big question. Do we even want you? Um, but look, the craft doctors, it's our, it's our new thing. So I guess we want new listeners. Uh, what's, what's dad life like? Um, we know the bad baby swag is, you can't lose. You, you don't lose. It's, it's you roll straight through to the grand final. Maybe then you lose, uh, as I did when I had the baby swag. <laughs> um, yeah. What's, what's dad life like? You know, it's been a long time coming, Jono. Thanks, man. It has been five year journey, as I said, but, it's, it's, it was actually, well, the kid has now activated my cold, dead heart, which is not a good sign. Uh, Steve, as you know, like, I'm just the most black-hearted person, but that's, that's just, just all changed now. But it's amazing what the power of the baby swag does. Like, it was 3 o'clock in the morning in the hospital, just ticked over Tuesday morning, like, going to hit some free agents up. This is awesome. Just, I can't even remember picking up Jared Berry on the weekend. That's how good it was. <laughs> Pick up Jerry Berry, drops one twenty. Don't even remember it. Yeah, look, the power of the baby swag. It just, it just, it doesn't. Awesome. It, it owns you. It you you don't own it. That's it, right. it, it fatherhood, you. awesome. Yeah, awesome no, I, I um power to you, man. I really, I um I'm I'm so pleased for you, man. I I really, it's it's been um, it's been a long way, and just I know the new listeners and and the old listeners might might not even know, but um. Good for you. That's thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's really, it's fucking great. It really inspires me in a in a, in a new way. Anyway, uh, Ross, the fuck are you? You had um. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, um, I'm hoping. No. Well, thanks for having, thanks for having me back. I'm hoping to ride the uh, uncle swag. I don't know if that's a thing, uh, but if I can ride the coattails of that, it seems to be a thing. I had a pretty good win against the odds on the weekend, so maybe maybe it's a thing. Yeah, but uh, no, thanks for having me back. I'm I'm back out of love. I don't know if uh... you were at the the beer festival last week. How how was that, man? Um, yeah, well, it was a, a bit of a false start. Um, so, I mean, for people in Melbourne who are sort of in the know, there's a a, a craft beer festival every year, or it's been going since oh, maybe 2012 or 11 or earlier, something like that. Um, called Good Beer Week. Um, if you're from like north you might the similar sort of thing as like bruce vegas i think even um sydney have their own sort of craft beer week thing now um but it was actually 
cancelled. Um, there were a lot of venues and publicans and stuff that were a bit worried about patronage just due to COVID. Um, but a lot of events that were planned went ahead anyway. Um, so I usually take the week off just to get out and about, and I did the same again this year. Um, so I sort of focused on an event called uh, Pine of Origin, which is there were 17 venues around Melbourne, each one pouring beers from a different region around Australia or, or country of the world. You know, for example, there was you know pub pouring beers from Scandinavia, another pub you know pouring beers from New Zealand, etc. Uh, and then on Friday, there's a festival within the festival um, called Gabs or Great Australian Beer Spectacular. Um, and if you haven't been, you should get along because it is voted one of the – well, not the best, but it's up there in terms of one of the best uh, beer festivals in the world. Um, and the idea is that, you know, you've got your usual uh, beer festival type um, arrangement where there's brewers and activities and that sort of thing. But um, what's unique to Gabs is that there are usually over 100, I think this year about 120 beers brewed just for the festival. A lot of them are one-off. You never see them again. Um, and the idea is you get a you know a couple of tasting paddles and you know you try as many beers as you can in in your session or if you're like me you go to two sessions in a row which is not recommended but you know if you pace yourself it's okay so my liver is recovering and uh, I think this is the first beer I've had since then I'm on a bit of a, a bit of a detox. Like I mean, more people migrating towards uh, more specific beers or. Oh, there's always fads. Like, there's there's always fads in craft beer. I mean, there's always people who are trying new things. You know, I think with a lot of the craft breweries being bought out by by bigger breweries, and they're you know they're, they're everywhere now. You know, it you're, you're probably drinking it without even knowing it now, to be honest. Um, and so it's it's more available. So more people are coming across. There is that next leap where you go from drinking sort of what you can find on tap at the pub to Searching out that, you know, double smoked, barrel aged, whatever. Um, but definitely there are, yeah, I think there are, there are people that are slowly migrating just, just purely because of availability, really. Yeah. And I'd say that's what kind of where we are with the pot is like where we are is we've kind of done the few beers we can find. Like I'm in a regional area. We've done what's available to me tonight. We're going to talk about what beer are we talking about tonight, Jono? Uh, we've got the Boat Rocker Stouts, a uh, local one not far from us here. They're in Braceside, been there for about mm, 15 years now. And doing, do, they do some really quality stuff. They just, they don't do the norm. Like, they do a couple of norm, but they do a lot of out there sort of style beers, like some Ghosts and um, some Pilsners. But they they still do their red IPAs and Pale Ales and that sort of stuff. But they do their own thing, and they're known for their, their quality. So we've got the Stout. I've never actually had it before, even though I've seen it you know, a thousand times at the brewery and, and even Dan Murphy's, but always walk past it. But uh, no time like a, a cold winter's not to, to give it a go. Hey, look, man, I fucking love it. Like, I love stouts and, and, and the cold beer, but this is just, like, smooth as hell, malty as fuck, which is, mm. like, my jam. Like, I am, man, the malty you get, like, if, if you could get that guy from, um, what's that, Simpsons, who owns the when they're going to move the team and he's just like, damn, that's multi. That is, that is me. Hank Scorpio? <laughs> no, it's not Hank Scorpio. It's like, like Duffman's dead or some shit. And it's just like, fucking <laughs> give me that beer that is just like pure malt. Like that's pure it. malt. I want, I want that. That is my jam. So we're on the, the boat rocker stout. Uh, I reckon I've had that. Did you have your birthday there one year, Joe? 
I do have my birthday there one there, and they had the um, they have the what's the season? cola beer or some shit. They've got the cola beer, but they have the seasonal. It's called their Ramjet. Uh, it's like a barrel age, and they do bourbon, whiskey, or rum. Uh, that's down. It's like thirteen, fourteen percent as well. And actually, for my birthday this year, they, I've got the, um, the the Ramjet whiskey. Someone got me a bottle of that, so I'm keen to try that now that the baby's here and wet the head with that. So. They've, they've got a distillery there as well, so if you like your spirits, head on down and, and check that out too. Yeah, fuck, we had a great day that that um, boat rocker. Well, it's kind of where we are. We're kind of like a lot of people have um, messaged us saying, "Hey, I, I listened to the pod. I got got some um, bolter on the way down to to my to my to home. Um, set my set my lineups, and and people were saying um, not extreme enough for me, so." Um, look, I'm in a regional Victoria, so like Dan Murphy's is an hour away from me. So goddamn, uh, I got some beers on order. So hopefully we get some, um, maybe some crazier shit. Uh, we'll let you know about it. Again, I said we got the man from the Mill Brewery next week. Uh, so obviously brewing some great stuff, and he's a fantasy player. But it, it's kind of hard, right? Ross, um, we had a we had a listener messages last week. Alex, who's been with us forever, he, he messages about some vanilla pancake, nitro, something, something, custard, fucking yep. whatever. You you just like, well, I'm I'm here. I'm just I'm just gonna ha- I'm just gonna hit it. What, but, what yeah, was that well, like? by pure coincidence, I mean, obviously that popped up in the group chat um, as a bit of a wow, look at this thing. And uh, just by a circumstance, I was at the beer festival at what the one drop stand uh, about to purchase a paddle um, and I saw that beer and it is the double vanilla custard pancake imperial nitro thick shake IPA so it's a bit of a mouthful and it sounds like a bit of a piss take to craft beer drinkers honestly I think if I had heard that a couple of years ago I would have thought you're, you're lying um, but it was actually pretty good um, it was very creamy um, I'm not sure if, if anyone hasn't had a like a like a milkshake or a thick shake IPA um, they they add like lactose to it, so it kind of gives it that creamy, milky mouth feel. And I know that might sound stupid with a beer, um, but these beers aren't like really, um, what do you call them? Like uh, they're not highly like bubbly. Not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not bitey. Not bitey. No, just not like bubbly. You know, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Carbonated. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, they're a bit more creamy, a bit more smooth, um, low on bitterness. They're more on the sweeter side of things, you know, that sort of typically juicy kind of flavors. But this was very good, very smooth, very uh, very drinkable. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how many of those I would drink in a night, but it was it was enjoyable. So just one for the campfire. Yeah, just check that one into Untapped and and tick it off. Really bucket list, not not a, because <laughs> I, I saw the four pack. I, I went online and I was like trying to buy it. I'm like, you, you could only really buy it in a four pack, and I'm like, man, I must spend fifty Ooh. fucking bucks. Yeah, on this one beer, I want to just try once. Yeah. So, anyway, it is what it is. So, well, you buy a heap up and try and get into a can share with someone. That's another. That's another concept. Like, uh, I'm not getting regional. into shit with you, mate. I'm not fucking sharing anything. That I do share beer. With- no, but it can share. It's not you don't share it with me, Bill. So you buy a four pack. You you send me one of those beers and say I've got a four pack of something. I send you one of them and it's sort of like a beer swap or we can share. And then it's like, oh, this one was pretty good. Try that sort of thing. I'll send I'll send you a six dollar beer. You send me a fourteen dollar beer. That's a good deal. 
Anyway, we appreciate everyone for checking us out. Uh, not every show is going to be a smooth fucking uh, interview like Warn Dog. Obviously, different shows, different shows. Home League, uh, the the competition. Uh, just to check that off, uh, we are doing the competition on Twitter for the listeners of the Draft Doctor box of select pristine footy cards. If you're in the market for one of those, head over to one of the links in the Twitter feed or the Facebook feed. Uh, if you financially support the show, you will go into the running uh, to win one of, well, the box of footy cards. I don't have shit. I don't have more than one. Um, to win more than one after the Queen's birthday weekend. And uh, we appreciate everyone who supports the show financially. And of course, the home league. How are we looking? How how was your results last week? I had the draw, which <laughs> is kind of well. It was kind of funny because I was one point ahead. Uh, our home league is scaling. It's a ten. It's super coach. It's a ten point ten player league. So I was one point up before scaling. That's uh, what I was trying to say. And I actually felt I was going to lose by about ten points because. The other person I was playing had about four players in that last game, and I had one. Uh, so to come away with the draw felt like a small win until I realized I was like, well, shit, nothing matters uh, at this point. <laughs> but how, how did you boys go? We're all kind well, of tight. It's a tight ladder this year. Well, that's right. Normally we've got one person just by far and away, top ladder, see you later, we're all fighting for second. But um, the top six is pretty much settled and that draw actually sort of helped me uh, I'm sitting in six uh, a few points behind you Steve and also now just a couple of points behind uh, that fourth spot so that's opened the door for me and now as we come to the buys is where you make those moves where you can really attack that ladder position so for instance this week I'm playing second place and I have more players than him so I'm doing everything I can in my power to get that win to get up the ladder because this is when this is the time like I'm looking to drop all my fringe players if they've got the buy and I'll just bring anyone. I don't care. It's just put a body on the field to get that score. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think the because we know top two in our home league uh have the buy through the first round, do you feel as though you can reach the top two or is it just consolidating? I th- It'll be a sneaky chance to get the top two, but looking even at the top spot, they're nine and two, but their team's not convincing. Like this is the three-time champ; he's won three years in a row, and normally he just blows everyone out of the water. But his team doesn't convince me this year. Like I don't think there I is. A think I don't think he's trying, but I don't think he's the best. <laughs> Everyone's beatable this year, I think. Dane, Dane, Dane's tough. Dane's team. going to be hard to beat, but well, I mean. I played him two weeks ago, and I lost by about 100 points, which sounds like a lot. But at the same time, I think I had two players score under, like, 20. So effectively playing by 16. Um, and I didn't really have a great captain score. So it's like, you know, if you if you add those, then it's that's a win, you know. So every, everyone's beatable. There's a lot of soul-searching going on. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're so, just going to minimise the damage on percentage, I think, is the other thing. You know, as long as you're not getting wiped off the park and if you can stay with the pack, then, you know, what are we... Well, we're halfway now. We're over halfway. So, yeah. you know, if you can win 
half of the remaining half of the season, then you'll probably end up where you are, um, hopefully better. So, so I would ask you, John, how how attacking are you going to be over the buys? Yeah, I generally do attack the buys. I, when I look at my team, I like my core players, like you know, negotiables basically, like those top four or five picks that you've got. But then it's just it is an open slather, and certainly like looking at last year. There was one game that I had to win, and I was I was like you. I was dropping guys who, you know, above pool grade players who were on the bio just trying to jag that win. Um, didn't work because those guys got injured uh, that I picked up. But you know, and those other guys got picked, scooped up. But it's opportunity both ways. You drop players, but you're going to think uh, your league mates are going to drop someone a similar vein into the pool that you might be able to jag. Um, perfect example last year. I think I had Ollie Wines or no, sorry, David Mundy and dropped him to the pool, was doing okay at the buy rounds and absolutely smashed it after the buy rounds. So someone will do that and you'll be looking to hopefully you get you're in a good waiver position as well to to use that waiver priority to to jag that player and have a good run after the buys. Yeah, I was kinda of surprised that the waivers weren't hotter this week. Like you and I were the only people to put in a claim. Mm. It depends on your run, right? Like, I think... Um, well, it, uh, it, sure, it, surely, surely you have droppable players. Yeah, but it's... you need, it's, it's To be honest, for me, it's, it's the first time, I think, more than one round ahead or, like, two rounds ahead. You, you really have to look at who your opponent is, how many players they have now, how many players are they likely to have now, how many players are you going to have, how many players are you likely to have, what what which of these games are actually winnable? Because usually how it will go is you'll either be the team that has a full team one week, you'll have like nobody the next week and it's a guaranteed loss. And then the next week it like might be a bit fifty fifty, you've got like, you know, some guys out and so does your other team kind of thing. But sometimes it works out where you've just got that sloppy team where you've got like the same six people out every week that you just can't cover and you almost lose every three matches and that's that's happened before um to me um and maybe i haven't been aggressive enough like you guys you know talking but you know i think the psychology and the planning side comes to thing like people might not plan there's also the psychology of well here's my boy i'm not not tripping my boy um and you know you'll end up losing because of that but it also comes down to your bench as well um if you've got a healthy bench, it, it gives you more options as well to to move players around. Like we've just had another round of DPP drops, so you might have got a couple of guys add forward or or defender status or whatever. So you can now shift the magnets. But if you're like someone like me, I'm carrying a couple of injured guys and guys coming back from injury. It sort of hampers my ability to spin those magnets a bit. And if I get a laid out or anything like that, or someone's dropped, then um, then yeah, the decision will have to come down to do I drop them or just roll roll with what I've got basically. Well, this is this is the gauntlet. I mean, probably one thing we haven't talked about is what is your actual opinion of playing the buyers because there's a setting where you don't have to, right? Yeah, there is. And look, I, I'm pretty on record as saying I, I believe playing the buyers is a good thing. I don't think less fantasy footy is a good thing. And I know there's people who say, oh, I built my team this way, blah, blah, blah. To me, it's it's a bit 
um, I say it's soft, but <laughs> it's it's like saying uh, your boat rocker stout isn't isn't crafty enough. It's. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of see it as. I, I just I just like it because I feel I feel like it favors aggressive coaches. Like I, I feel like if you're the sort of player who's willing to go, I'll drop. Uh, let's say Dom Sheed's fit and firing. I'll drop Dom Sheed to go pick up Jack Redden or whoever it is. Um, you know, Jackson Haitley's probably a good example this year when I picked him up. Um, but I'll pick, I'll drop Jobber midfielder to pick up Jobber midfielder, and mm. I'll I'll assume that on the other side of the buy, someone will be injured and I'll be able to pick up Jobber midfielder number three, and, and I'll be fine. Like To me, it, it feels like player movement is good. Player movement is, is what accentuates chatter and all that sort of good good stuff that makes draft leagues better. So I, I don't understand why you'd shy away from it. It's an opportunity to coach. Like, you know, everyone, you know, we're fantasy football coaches. It's an actual time to make, move, and strategize um, rather than just, oh, I got an injury, I'll bring someone in. You know, you, like what John said before, just moving some magnets around, but within your own team. This is this is a chance to really strategize and perhaps make some moves. Like, it, to me, it's almost like, you know, you, you think about motorsport where you've just got a race. It's like, okay, well, it's, you know, 50 laps and we know what the weather's going to be and we just go in and we'll refuel once and blah, blah, blah. Whereas if this is like, the Lillamon 24 hour and yeah, we're going to throw some rain in there and halfway through, we're going to change some rule on you or whatever. There's going to be like, there's something that you have to actually deal with and every team that's in it will deal with it differently and how well you deal with it will determine your result. Like it's not just a vanilla, you know, the same week to week kind of prospect. It's, it's something different that, yeah, there's this different strategy that can end up, you know, affecting you, pretty pretty well or, or or the other way like you could easily just get three losses even though your team's really good yeah absolutely and i think it's kind of the thing is you can set yourself up for a great finals run but that doesn't mean your team fires in the finals how are you attacking the buyers personally john i know you're in an interesting spot you kind of you're sixth so you're sitting in that last spot it's an interesting year in the home league where the top six has a pretty substantial gap on the seventh spot. So are you looking to try move up or is it just, I'll, I'll just hold on and, and that's where we are. And I'll be looking to um, hopefully move up. But whether that gets me to the top two, I'm not going to sit here and just rest on my laurels. I'm, I'll, I'll die wondering. So, Did I mean, you... you've, you've got to win to, to, to make that kind of possible. You've got to win... At this point, two more game. games. Well, t- two more games than what, say, me or Dana, because we're, we're on equal points here. So you've got to find two more wins over the last nine more games. That w- like two more than when we're going to win. Just but to I kind play of... you and I play Dana, so there's two wins right there. Then <laughs> <laughs> snap, nice baby swag. I'm going to just click this audio and <laughs> put that in the place. That's the group chat. The group right. page. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I think I think in, in my spot, I've got 
a bit of. So where like, so where are you, Ross? Just for the so I'm, I'm sitting third on on equal points with Dane in, in second. So we're so, on. So eight there's wins, a big three. big carrot in front of you for second spot. Yeah, top spot. Yeah, I, I like, well, I'll probably have to. Well, well, I mean, I have to win as many games as as Dane, if not more. Um, we don't play each other anymore. We just play everyone else. So I've got to at least beat the teams that he does, um, really, to stay in there and hope that I beat them more. I mean, his his percentage is a lot better than mine, but I think we both have the we've got like a bit of ladder bully um, type strategy here. So I mean, if you play poker, you know, there's the chip bully. You got plenty of the sure. chips they can they can afford to yeah. bluff or whatever. I think with the ladder position we have now, we are what are we two with the draw that kind of makes things a bit odd. So we're almost a game or two clear of the next spot for us. So we can like not really like afford to, but we could afford to drop one or two and not be too stressed about it. We, I don't think the uh, urgency of winning games uh, at the sacrifice of players is is there for us because just because we have that that ladder safety or that ladder, you know, we can be those ladder bullies. Whereas if you're at the bottom or in the middle, like you've got to, you've got to be more aggressive. Yeah. The draw was really interesting in terms of it changing uh, who could actually attempt to have a crack at the top two and, and probably even who could attempt to crack into the top six. So it was maybe not a great thing for the league in terms of, um, the structure of how it, it's set, but it's it's interesting. How are you attacking the buys? Being as someone who's probably more in the thick of it, uh, obviously I'm. What am I fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and and I can't really realistically make top two um, unless something drastic happens. But um, h- how do you attack it in that third position? Because fourth and fifth, we obviously were a game and a half behind now. Well, I'm I'm hoping to get two out of three. So I have dropped a player that, you know, I, I did want to keep, but I'm hoping I could probably just scoop him back up, you know, Who's next that? week or whatever. That's with Skowski. Uh, so he had the concussion, uh, I think, you, and did, then he got suspended. Did you know I offered Jono uh, a trade in the Keeper League and Switkowski was part of it, and he goes, I'll accept the trade, but take Switkowski out of it. <laughs> this is a Keeper League. I didn't know who, the, who he was until three weeks ago. <laughs> I was just perusing the, the you know, players. I'm like, hey, I mean, knew one, little tip, one little tip out there for people is most of the time there will be a free agent that's scoring more than someone in someone's team. So what you can do is peruse the players, look, you know, look at the top, say, what does it be, like, you know, 50 forwards or whatever. If you find a free agent that's scoring more than on someone's actual roster – Pick them up because they're scoring. They're they're a top fifty forward. So why shouldn't they be in your team? So this was the exact case why I picked him up. I'm like, oh, he's averaging like eighty. That's that's pretty good for a forward that as a free agent. Um, I think I'm going to pick him up. And then yeah, gets injured and now suspended and that sort of thing. Um, so I don't think he's even played a game for me. But prepared to drop him in to get another player in so that uh, this matchup. I think I'm playing fourth. So this is someone I do want to beat. I think. We'll probably have the same amount of outs, which then basically just becomes a fist fight in terms of whose team is going to be better on the day. I don't, I don't want to go into this match with a handicap. Um, if it was against, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, well, you know, 
I'd be probably be accepting the handicap and hope that my team's just that little bit better to win. Um, and if it's just the unwinnable game, well, I just wouldn't even bother. Um, and I think I've only got one kind of unwinnable game. Um, so I think for the other two, I'll be trying hard, whether that be, you know, working on the pool or even looking at a team trade, um, which is what something I tried to do this week. Get, a, get, get rid of a player that's got the buy and get in a player that's playing at least this week to get me the W and I'll sacrifice the next week when I know I'm not going to win. We should, we should talk, Ross. <laughs> well, we, there's we still should. time. It's only, we, well, it's only Wednesday. We should talk. Um, but I think it's an interesting point is is knowing where you're at. Like, I, I look at my own team, and obviously I had the draw last week, so I'm probably kind of good in terms of I'll, I'll not make the top two where you get the week off in the first week of finals, but I'm probably good in terms of um, making the finals. Uh, obviously, I have a pretty high-scoring team along with the top the top-scoring team. So I'm, I'm starting to look at... I had to drop Hunter Clark this week. Uh, mm. I dropped some, some guys who... Like, I, I fucking held Hunter Clark the whole goddamn way. <laughs> and it was like I had to drop him or I would have scored a zero. It kills me. It kills me. And um, But I think the buys present... It just... It, the, they present opportunity. Right? Well, he, here's, here's something... And you, you tell me if this is collusion. Would you do a trade? So, for example, there's one person in between us. Would you do a trade that helps me beat that person to increase your odds of further jumping them on the ladder down the line? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, scratch my back, help me win this yeah, week. Shit, yeah, that shit, beats yeah. Them, them. To beat Jesus. them. Yeah, and absolutely. Then you know, maybe you don't get anything in return down the line. Like, it wouldn't be an unfair trade, and you you wouldn't do it so that it's like, you know, give me this player so I can win, and then I'll trade you back. I think that's probably dishonest. But would you do some kind of trade that says, look, I need to get a deal done with you because I need you to beat this person so that if I get the win, I, I can leapfrog them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not trading you, Josh Kelly, for um, <laughs> Luke Shuey. I won't do that. I don't have Shuey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got the other two. Tom Braxton. Gaffin Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I will do that trade. Anyway, um what do we think of the boat rocker stout? What's what's going on with it? John you, you're pretty low key over Quality. there. I haven't slept in a week and a half, that's why I'm okay. <laughs> no, it's good 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 sipping beer, like the weather we've got, just Friday night footy, Saturday night footy, whatever, just get the four pack in there and what, what was a four pack worth, by the way? I only got the one 20, can. Twenty bucks. I saw it, Dan Murphy. Nineteen oh, something. No, this yeah. is this one's good. I took this out of the fridge probably twenty minutes or something before opening it, just to warm it slightly. Um, but it's good. Yeah, it's like chocolatey and smooth, and it's like you know, blacker than the Ace of Spades. It's, it's almost as black as it is outside. It's bloody miserable out there. I just can't get over how smooth it is. It's it's mm. smooth as shit. Mm. Like it's it's probably one of the smoothest stouts I've ever had. It's wild. So anyway, on to the run home. What what are our ambitions for the run home? Obviously, Ross, you're sitting third. Um, do you have ambitions for the top two and getting the buy off? Oh, look, I'm I'm not I'm not stressing about it. I think you know making finals is key. I think I'm doing enough at the minute to do that I think something awful would have to happen um, I mean what's I mean to, to lose finals 
uh, what is it, top six. So seventh would have to make up six games on me. You're not losing finals. Like, let, no. let, yeah, that's, so that, that's something. I mean, top two is realistic. It's just, you know, it, the competition is pretty fierce. Um, I mean, I play... I play first on the ladder, I think during the buy rounds, actually. Um, so that'll be interesting because it, it, if that lands on the week where it's an unwinnable game, that's just going to be bad luck. Um, you know, if it was regular season full team against my team, uh, against their team, probably got the chance. But, I mean, really, the, the run home now is the strategy is try and beat the teams that are, you know, above me or around me um, just to at least you know, get as high as I can, you know, even just for bragging rights. Top two, well, that would be that would be great. Um, I think the other thing you've got to keep an eye on is what players are you wanting in finals. Um, now is the kind of time to start looking at those matchups. Uh, for us, we'll be round, what, 19, 20, 21, something like that. Um, and having a look, who's in your team? Are they likely to score well in that? Could I do a horizontal trade? For someone who will score better, even though it might, you know, might not do well in the meantime. Like if your finals campaign is locked up, then your focus should be winning the bloody whole thing, right? Not just winning the home and away. So that's the other thing you need to keep an eye on. Um, but that is hard to do because, you know, you, you can't go in your trade offer. Well, I need this guy because he's going to play well in finals. Because your other the other person you're trading was going to go, oh, are they? Okay, well, maybe I'll hold on to them. Oh, fuck would you even say that, mate? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Like, that's, that's wild. Like, well, you're sitting on the second for total points, so I think it's pretty realistic that you can finish uh, points too. Uh, Jono, you're hanging on. Hanging on by the short and curlies. I know you've got the baby oh, swag. but three, um, three, games, three games clear of seventh. It, yeah, come on. I feel I'm sorry for um, Jamie and Andrew because, like, man, their their points against is just uh, it's, it's not a great. I'm just looking at the ladder now. I'm sitting six, All right? Top two get the week off. Third is Ross. I'm just happy for us. But to you're be third fourth. Six. You're fourth. Fourth in points against. So you are riding the wave. I've had some unlucky weeks, Steve. I've just had unlucky, some unlucky. Man, weeks. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think at 3v6, I'll beat Ross first week of finals, just stroll on my way, just knock him out. That'll be good. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> I hope we're getting these snippets. <laughs> this Get is, the editing uh... theme onto the snippets, please. Oh, God. If I could be oh. fucked on the You Suck show ever again, it's <laughs> a good show. Because this show is... I mean, Full of it. it it's, it's not great. It's... um, And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Man, it's a great... Friday, it's a great beer day. Get around it.